Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are in the message series at the movies, and it has been such a blast. We've looked at a couple of different movies. We uh, watched Jumanji. We looked at Lion King uh, last week. Dom talked through uh, Princess Bride, and he mentioned something that I really loved is he talked a lot about, you know, with this series, um, we, we usually do this during the summertime, and it's nice because life happens outside of a Sunday, right? So real life happens outside of a Sunday. It's not just here in this moment and these chairs. It's in relationships. It's watching a movie and reflecting on what God has or something awakening inside of us. And so this series is always just a lot of fun. And I have two quotes for you to try to guess what this movie is going to be. The first one, you might get it. If you do, don't shout it out loud. The second one, you'll definitely know. So the first quote is, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Do you know it? Raise your hand. Two? Okay. Three? Okay. All right. So you'll get it by this second one if you haven't guessed just yet, but think about it because it's going to be deceiving to infinity and beyond. Okay. All right. But I'm not talking about Toy Story. I'm talking about the new movie, Lightyear, that we're all, all of you, we're all going to go watch it on Tuesday at the park. So this is the movie that I want to look at today and there are a ton of different themes that I found in this movie whenever I was going through it. We could talk about being fixated on a mission, never giving up no matter the cost. We could talk about being fixated on a mission and then what is that costing you? What relationships, what time, what does that cost you? Uh, We could talk about uh, focusing on your purpose and not losing that and failure. And we are gonna talk about none of that. We are going to talk through the main idea that I saw in this movie. It was what it looks like to be a rookie. And if you've ever been a rookie, or if you've ever worked with someone that is a rookie, then my prayer for all of us today is that we would lean into a new confidence, a new boldness, or maybe have some grace for people or ourselves that we see as rookies. So when I was uh, thinking through that, just to give you a little bit of a backstory of this movie, um, it's, spoiler alert, Buzz is his name, and he is a space ranger. He's basically tasked to be the first human to go through this, like, hyper speed, and the problem is every time he goes on this mission, he jumps four years. So essentially he's letting, his relationships are kind of just passing him by, And it comes to a point where he has this group group of rookies. So all of his space rangers, they're done. Now he has like this 22-year-old that's leading a mission, and then a felon, which is my favorite character, and I'll tell you why later, and then also another guy that doesn't even want to be there. So this is like the crew that he's trying to get off of this planet with and fight all of these robots. And so when I thought about like buzz multiple times in this movie he talks about how he just can't stand rookies like there's this one scene at the beginning i won't give it totally away because you're going to come watch it with me but he's that he's like they bring this rookie along and the rookie is like what do i do and he's like nothing you do absolutely nothing i will do everything and so i started thinking about i wonder what god thinks about rookies so let me read this scripture to you 
It's in 1 Corinthians. It's long, you guys. This is like the most scripture you're going to see used here at the heart in one sitting, but it's important. So it's in uh, 1 Corinthians, and it says, Brothers and sisters, consider who you were when God called you to salvation. Not many of you were wise scholars by human standards, nor were many of you in positions of power. Kind of hurtful, but okay. Not many of you were considered the elite when you answered God's call, but God chose those whom the world considers foolish to shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny and powerless to shame the high and mighty. I like that. He chose the lowly, the nobodies, for he chose what in regard as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent, so that there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. For it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God, as we are being joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Let's pray before we dig into this. Father, I thank you for the doors you open. I thank you for the doors you close. God, I pray that as we hear what you have to say for us today, that you would allow us to see ourselves with your eyes, that you would allow us to see no matter where we are right now, that you have a plan and a purpose, and you've placed the confidence and boldness down inside of us. God, I pray that you would allow us to see others with your eyes as well, that we would have tender hearts, a soft place for people to land. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So I started playing softball when I was a wee little tot, about six years old. And um, the first, yeah, there she is. So uh, hold on, I got to tell you this. I didn't plan on it. I showed someone this picture, and they were like, this looks like the start of a Netflix serial killer image. Pretty messed up, right? So I started playing softball. The Peaches was the first team that I ever played on. And um, I remember going into my first day of practice, and I'm going in with like 11 other tiny athletes, like Mickey Mantle type talent at six, seven, eight years old. These girls have been playing right outside of the womb. And I come in, and I had never even held a softball in my entire life. In fact, on my very first practice, I hit the coach in the eye, busted open. He had to have six stitches. And it was my friend, Whitney, who is right there to the left of me. It was her grandpa. And so um, we still talk about it to this day, how awful I was when I first, first started. But there was this... uh, benefit to that. I had no idea how bad I was. I didn't know the rules. And so I just tried to be the best anyway. So like, you know, if I was uh, playing, well, first of all, I was tiny, tiny um, when I was really little. I don't know what happened in high school. Um, I just like widened and and got really tall, but I was just like this little kid runt and um, I wanted to be the catcher and everyone told me I was too small to do that, but um, I didn't care. So like I would gear up and I was a catcher for years all the way until I got into high school. But um, there was like this part of my brain that could not comprehend how unqualified I was for some of the positions or some of the plays that I would try to be a part of. And that was like this benefit of being a rookie. Think about maybe the last time that you learned something for the first time. Or maybe you stepped into a job and you didn't know the rules, so you were just excited. You felt like you could be creative. That was me at this very young age whenever I was playing softball. I didn't understand the limitations. I constantly practiced because I wanted to be good, and I was clueless on what qualified someone to be on this traveling team um, and be a good player. 
And so I just think that is so beautiful. And in a little while, we're going to look at a story in the book of John, and it's about a man named Peter. And if you've never heard of Peter in the Bible, he is like extremely unqualified to be this hero of faith when you first look at him on the surface. And so we'll dig into that in just a little bit. But to get back to the story, I want to introduce you to some of Buzz's uh, rookies on the team. So there's a girl, her name is Izzy Hawthorne. She's the leader of this junior patrol. She's like 21, 22. And before Buzz had met them, she was basically leading this little group that, and they were practicing. Um, they had no clue what they were doing, but they were just fighting these robots and um, basically they were hiding. And that's exactly what I would be doing. And then there's Maurice. Mo, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, he was the guy that didn't want to be there. He just said that he was there because he had nothing else to do. And then there's Darby, the felon, who's my favorite, and uh, has all of these extra skills that wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been great for a space ranger, but for what they needed when they were really like in the nitty gritty fighting, it was perfect. And then there's Socks, who who's a robot cat. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I wrote this down for you. It says, the most powerful form of learning comes when we're desperate, when we have no other choice but to learn. That's not a bad thing. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about areas of my life and maybe yours where we're a rookie or we're an amateur. Anyone a parent? Anyone ever want to be a parent? Okay. So I want to talk about the difference between a rookie mindset and a rigid mindset. So I'm a parent. I'm a rookie parent. My kid's 11. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But I remember when my daughter was like this little tiny baby, and I was so terrified and also so excited. I was a, a rookie. I was so pumped to go into this, but also I was desperate to know what it looked like to be a mom. So I was like, you know, on YouTube University, just looking up absolutely everything, reading all the books. Um, and then there's something that happens like, as you start to become a parent, where you can get into more of this rigid mindset. So the rigid mindset would be a fixed parenting approach, resistant to new ideas. Um, there are some other things that I wrote down. Think about like relationships. Oftentimes when you first start in a relationship, there's a lot of curiosity, there's a lot of grace and empathy. And then, you know, year, months, couple years down the road, Someone forgot to pick up their socks, and it's a whole thing, right? Maybe the empathy, the grace isn't as there. Career transitions, that's a big one for me right now. Um, this is for free. So when I started my job, it was about five years ago, rookie. I had never been in this industry. I work in the healthcare industry. So um, I had always been more on the patient care side, and I stepped into business development. So I was just this eager kid that came in. They were trialing a new position. And so I come in, and you know I'm looking at everything. And my uh, counterpart, who was our, a director of rehab, she had been there for 23 years. So automatically, she was like, who's this kid? So I come in and I'm like, we can do this and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring these patients in and we're gonna build these programs. And she was like, slow your roll, slow your roll right now. One, you can't do that because we don't have enough staff, right? She's going through all these realistic things. And it's so funny because oftentimes now we have that same conversation where she will say, you came in hot and not like cute hot, like 
more, you know, like came in strong. Um, and she said that was at first frustrating because I knew that you didn't know all of the things that had to align for you to get to that point of what you were wanting to accomplish. But also there was something that was sparked inside of me because you were so excited and you could see this vision and you didn't want to stop. And then on the other side, for me, I came in with all these ideas but also very open to learning why they wouldn't work and what we would have to do to be able to step into that, right? And so that's when this mindset of being an amateur or being a rookie and having someone that can mentor you or have wise counsel can collide in a really beautiful space. I also thought about personal growth, which uh, we don't, you know, oftentimes take a moment to think about personal professional growth but when we first start to step into that um, we can see a lot of discovery in ourselves if you've ever been to counseling um, I have many 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 years probably need to be in it right the second but so you know when you enter counseling there's a lot of discovery that can happen when we're in this mindset of being open to that when we allow ourselves to be humble um, in that and when we are in a rigid mindset, I grew up very much so, like my mom's generation was like, no, we don't go to counseling, it's not a thing. Like go cry it out in the closet and also don't let me see you cry. Um, she's much better now, but uh, on letting me have my emotions. But we just had a very like rigid approach on personal development, emotions, feelings, all of those things. And so I want you to take a moment to think about your life right here, right now. Where are you standing still in a rigid mindset, and why? And are you open to leaning into maybe if God has something a little bit different for you? In the movie, Buzz is constantly frustrated at these rookies at the very beginning. He feels like they are essentially useless and in the way. And as we go through the movie, you start to see him soften up, and we're going to talk about that in a bit, but I wrote this down for you too. Maybe we need to stop trying to save someone we see as a rookie, and maybe we need to join them. I was thinking about uh, kids are a great example. Um, sometimes we can get so caught up in the rhythms of our life, and, you know, especially when we have jobs or we have, um, maybe if we're taking care of family members, where we're just going through a rhythm. And kids are so fun. You guys, my kid teaches me something all the time and also roasts me when I don't know what an animal is. Um, the other day, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about, um, oh, we were talking about sharks. And so we were watching some show on sharks, and I was like, oh, yeah, look, that's like a, a school of baby sharks. And she was like, you mean pups? And I was all, huh? She was like, they're called pups, mom, and said it with a little more sass than that. But um, she just, I learned so much from her and oftentimes catch myself in the moments of, man, if I do not learn how to slow down just a little bit and listen to her more intently and learn from her, I could really be missing out, especially knowing that there are two different types of possums. If you didn't know that, she will teach you. So... Um, when I was thinking through all of that, I started to think through this story, and I started to think through the uh, Peter, the character that we were talking about a little bit earlier. And um, if you haven't heard of Peter, Peter is, he was a fisherman, and Jesus called him to come follow him, and he said yes. And I like Peter because Peter doesn't have it all together. And 
Actually, if you go through the Bible, you guys, you will find a lot of people in the Bible didn't have it all together, especially Jesus' disciples. But Peter is like this new disciple. He is definitely an amateur. He's definitely a rookie. He's overzealous. He's curious. He just wants to do anything that he can for Jesus. And so there's a, a part in the book of John. Let me set it up for you. So in this story, Jesus had been in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was basically, it, it was just after he was asking God to, if there was any way for him to get out of going to the cross, if he could take it from him. Like, I don't want to do this. I will, if it's your will, but if there's any way that I can get out of this, please just take it. And so that had just happened. And then uh, Jesus had asked all of his disciples to stay awake, watch for guards. Well, guess what they did? Took a nap. They took a nap. So they took a nap, and the guards come, the Roman guards come, and um, at this moment, they're asking Jesus who he is, and he says, I am. And the guards, they all fall, power of God, they all fall, they're on the ground. Well, Peter sees a guard, he was actually the servant of a high priest. It would more so be like a spokesperson. So imagine that there's a person that um, you just love as a leader, right? This is Peter, and everything that had been uh, negatively said about Jesus was said by this one uh, spokesperson. And he's on the ground, and Peter is like, oh, I'm going to take I'm going to take advantage here. And he goes to, uh, he has a sword, and he is aiming to cut off his head, I think. We can clip that if we need to. But uh, I think he's aiming to cut off his head. Um, But he chops off his ear. So we know that he's a rookie because um, there's no way that he was just aiming to chop off his ear. Um, He was probably aiming to end this person's life. And so in that moment, Jesus is like, hold on, everyone stop. Here's what we have to consider. He had just had this, you know, in-depth conversation with his father. He knows he has to go to the cross. He knows he's going to be crucified. In the middle of all of this, he has his rookie disciple that he would have never told to make this move, and he is now having to clean up this mess. And here's what he says. I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Suddenly, Peter took out his sword and struck the high priest's servant, slashing off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus ordered Peter, put your sword away. Do you really think I will avoid the suffering which my father has assigned to me? So what we see here is Jesus takes this moment. He ends up, um, you know, putting Malchus's ear back on. But he takes this moment, this really messy moment, these mistakes that a rookie made, and he heals them. And it goes on that Jesus goes to the cross the whole nine. We'll talk about it another time. But what I grabbed from that portion was sometimes we're so paralyzed to make these mistakes because we think we're not qualified or we think that we're going to mess up. And in the big decisions in your life, why I feel like we can be called to boldness is because Jesus says, I am there. We're not going to step into something without him being beside us. We're not going to make these decisions where when we make a choice to follow Jesus, it's going to be too messy for him to clean up. And I think that's so powerful, you guys. 
We can't just sit in a room on a Sunday and hear these messages and then be afraid to walk out and live them out. And I oftentimes, I'm a part of this church, and I oftentimes stumble in that. You know, I sit through these same messages that we hear Dom talk about, and we hear about this intimate walk that we can have with God. And oftentimes, I fail to really lean into and step into that. And so whenever we're looking at that, uh, I thought through this little scripture that I also wanted to carry with us. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that all this surpassing power is from God and not from us. And this scripture, it really talks about embracing our inner rookie and recognizing that our own abilities are not what we have to trust in that we can surrender to God's strength, that we can walk in that. I wrote this down too for you. It says, when faced with the unknown, the rookie mindset allows us to explore uncharted territory, while a rigid mindset clings to the comfort. I was talking a little bit about this movie that we're all going to watch on Tuesday and what ends up happening. And there are multiple scenes where you start to see buzz soften in these moments of realizing that the rookies, like Darby, who is a genius, um, he uses a pen to open a door. Uh, he's, you start to see him soften as he really looks at the skills and what these people are bringing. So with that, there was this other scene uh, where Mo, he's the guy that really didn't want anything to do um, with the whole thing, where there are a bunch of robots and they're all fighting and Buzz is pretty much getting ready to get killed and Mo sends a harpoon and Buzz tells him to do it again and he says, oh, I don't know how I did that. And then he talks about not being trained. And so I just was thinking through, spoiler alert, he ends up sending another harpoon and killing the robot. But I was just thinking through like, what happens when we are willing to step into a challenge that we don't feel qualified for? And what can God do with that? what lives can be changed. Statistically, one of the number one fears of um, like over spiders and everything is public speaking. And I was just having a conversation earlier with my new friend, Jordy, about how terrifying that can be. And you know, being a rookie uh, person that gives messages sometimes on a Sunday, I can't tell you the lessons that I learned for myself and my faith as I step into studying my faith that grows with that. And so if you're in a moment where maybe it's at work or maybe it's as a parent and you just don't know what to do, I want to challenge you this week to not stay paralyzed, to say, I don't know what my next step is, but I know that I'm willing to take the next best step. Pray over that. Talk to people over that. When we look at Peter, he starts out as this rookie, right? And he goes through all these moments. He denies Jesus. He betrays him. He cuts off the guy's ear. And then he becomes this hero of faith. And the only reason he was able to talk to these people in the early church is because he knew what forgiveness looked like. He knew what it looked like to make a really big mistake and for Jesus to forgive him. He knew what it looked like to have humility and say, I really messed up there. But now I get to go tell all of these people about the grace and the mercy and the love of Jesus. And then he took his arms around other rookies and that multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. And so that's the first thing I want to challenge us on. Be a rookie. 
I actually had a name for this message. It was uh, very cheesy, I forgot to tell you. It was to infinity and beyond rookie style. So that's what I want you to think about this week. But just on the other side of that, I pray that all of us can leave today and step into that love and the mercy and the grace for the people in our lives who, in whatever area, maybe they don't really have it all together and they're learning. Where can you be someone that teaches and influence and takes someone and brings them along with you? What does that look like for you? If you know Excel spreadsheets, come teach me. I'm a rookie. I need a pro in my life. You guys are um, designed to be something so special to other people. And God places each of us in a space in someone else's life where you just don't know what bringing someone alongside you can do and what transformation that could make in their life. That's what I'm going to pray for us today. That's what I'm going to pray for us as we take this and we think about it and then we watch the movie together on Tuesday. I'm really trying to drive that home, just so you know. Because I think it can be this moment where we make a decision to have that mindset of not having it all together, a freedom that can happen in our lives. Permission to try. Permission not to give up just because we don't have everything right the first time. That's what I'm going to pray for us. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you uh, so much for today. I pray for those that uh, are not here with us. I pray, God, that as we step away from this Sunday, that you would awaken something new in us, that you would remind us that we can be bold and confident and have humility all in your presence all at the same time. I pray that we would learn to have patience with the people in our lives. I pray that we would have a vision of newness God, I pray that uh, we could walk into this week strong and loved and known and seen by you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.